0: No bullshit
1: <laughs> No bullshit Oh my, this just just breaking news No more bullshit no more bullshit. No
2: bullshit. Remember something. You can't sleep, watch the news. That'll fix you right up. You want the news, you're in the right place. No bullshit. No fear, no favor. We're live from American Coney Island, which is back open for business, carry out only, Monday through Sunday, 11 to 3. Or go to AmericanConeyIsland.com and get a Coney kit delivered to your door. I will pack it for you. Uh, also, the first, we got $500 from our friend and sponsor, Luke Nowacki. Any law enforcement officer, first responder, medical personnel, first $500. Bucks. Don't be a pig. Come on in. We love you. We respect you. It's on us. While the supplies last. What do you think of that, Sheriff?
0: Awesome, man. Especially today.
2: May 15th, Police Officer Memorial Day, bro. Uh,
0: what is it? Established by John F. Kennedy, 1962, May 15th is National Police Officers Memorial Day. Just today. Oh, so it? what you just did is going to bless the cops, bro.
2: Goddamn. All right. So a little, little moment for the fallen. Respect to your families. Thanks for your service, everybody. Um, today, we're going to talk about the nursing homes and the jails... And we have a report from our sister city in Oakland, California, about the homeless issue there. Um, Also joining us, State Representative Leslie Love from the 10th District, which includes Northwest Detroit and Redford. Hi, Leslie. Hello. Thanks for doing this. Okay, so... People, um, Um, hey, uh, shut down the the sheriff's mic for a minute because I got a reverb, right? Because he's sitting right across from me. And let me remind you, uh, Luke Nowacki, uh, overreaction is not the strategy for the long-term investor. Call him at Pinnacle Wealth for tailored financial advice. 248-663-4748. Be rational. Do not fear. Get a strategy for you and your family. Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Security Investment Advisory Services, is Roland Associates Inc. Member of nrs and Roland Associates Inc. Is there a number of named Products and service reference here. And uh, independent of Roland Associates Inc. All right. Before we get going, Leslie, because you have a mother in these nursing homes, and it's become apparent across the country that the true crisis is in the nursing homes. Is this correct? Yes, we have a situation in our nursing homes, and we're not really doing anything about it so people have asked me to get a little professional here so i'm gonna introduce this it might work it might not but i'm calling it the rant so let me do this monologue and it will go from there cool with you yeah Yeah. cool with me the elderly who are in the care of the state of michigan are dying nobody knows how many wards of the state the infected, old and alone are being shuffled in and out of nursing homes like laundry bags where they infect others. It's not that Governor Whitmer's doing too much, it's that she's doing too little. The state does not know how many elderly people in its nursing homes have died from COVID. More shocking, bureaucrats have no idea how many elderly people have died whose care has been entrusted to the state. More shocking still, there are no plans no plans to stop introducing COVID infected people into the nursing homes as New York did this past week. Remember, COVID feeds on the old and the infirm mainly. The whole reason we're told to stay in place is to protect them and we're not. I received confidential data from a firm hired by the state to make wellness checks on elderly wards of the state. That data runs from March 10th, the day Whitmer So, emergency declaration was issued to May 9th. It paints a disturbing picture of neglect where the sick and infected are carted around from one nursing home to another, sometimes to a hospital, and back to the nursing home where they eventually died. The data covers about 1,000 people, which represents just a small drop of the elderly folks in long-term care. Of that 1,000, 110 died in just one month. At least 250 were moved at least once, 90 were moved at least twice, 60 were relocated three or more times. The most vulnerable among us are being hauled around like laundry bags in the midst of a pandemic. Such was the case of an octogenarian named C, who in the span of four weeks made two trips to the hospital and two trips back to his Detroit nursing home. He died last week at that nursing home. The cause of death? COVID. His next of kin had yet to be identified when I called or to be notified. I'm sorry. The niece was dumbstruck. She told me it's really sad that people in nursing homes are abused like that. It's so sad that his life has to end like that. The injustice of it. God has relieved him of that now. The funeral of C will be a pauper's affair, Spartan and sparsely attended, paid for from the public coffer. Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has generally been praised for his handling of the pandemic, received blistering criticism last week after it came to light that the coronavirus cases inside New York's nursing homes were even worse than believed. New statistics revealed that 1,600 undisclosed deaths of people in those facilities. So what did he do? Cuomo, like a real leader, reversed course declaring that the elderly may no longer be moved from the hospital back into the nursing homes until they test negative. He also called for twice-weekly testing of nursing home staff. Again, that's what a leader does. Currently in Michigan, nursing homes must take in COVID-positive patients whether they arrive from a hospital or another home. This obviously increases the chance for infection among the most susceptible of the population. Everybody knows that. In Michigan, if no room exists at the nursing home or hospitals, patients are sent to a hub facility to handle overflow, specifically for COVID patients. But one such hub facility in Detroit has reported no data, contrary to the governor's mandate. If there is no room in these hubs, patients are to be placed in alternative facilities like the TCF Field Hospital which today, right now, Leslie, they're breaking down. They're closing it because the state does not want to incur the cost. Unbelievable. We'll pick that up. The problem, there are not enough beds in these hubs. Whitmer's own health director testified this week. In fact, he said he doesn't know the true count of nursing home deaths. We're two months into this, folks, and we don't know how many deaths and we're making decisions based on data we don't have. It's unconscionable. Whitmer's emergency order from April, basically a carbon copy of Cuomo's original order, expired this week. So what did she do? Yesterday, Whitmer simply extended her poorly conceived emergency order for nursing homes. So by my reading, it requires nursing homes to continue to accept COVID-19 positive patients. What it does not require is the tracking of the movement of people or deaths within these facilities, nor does it require increased inspections by state health officials, nor does it provide personal protection equipment for nursing homes that do not possess them, possess them, nor require those care workers to be tested. She only suggests they do so. Cuomo supplied it. As I said, New York and California have abandoned similar policies because they increase contagion and death among the most vulnerable, namely the elderly. That's science. How bad a failure has Michigan been? And it has been. Look at the math. Incredibly, Wayne County, Wayne County has suffered more COVID deaths than much larger places like Los Angeles County. Cook County, Illinois, you know, Chicago, and it's nearly equal to that of the island of Manhattan. At least one third of all deaths originate inside nursing homes, according to data compiled by the New York Times. That data is not tracked by Michigan. Whitmer recently put an elderly barber out of business this week who had the nerve to challenge her capricious closure business orders. The barber said he had no choice the state's unemployment website keeps crashing on them. We can argue about it, right? Question also, who's doing the governor's hair? I'd I'd like to know, anybody notice that? (laughs) You can argue the effectiveness of Whitmer's handling of the hospitals, businesses, and your personal liberties. But what's clear is the fact that she hasn't taken care of the things we hired her to do, things under her control, the institutions, Whitmer's been killing it on the talk show circuit, but here at home, real people are dying. That's what this is all about. Is it not? Preventing death. And when you look at it in that way, and there's no other way to look at it, our leadership, the governor, her staff, the Detroit mayor and his staff, the Wayne County executive and his staff, and the Wayne County sheriff have failed miserably. It's time to shut up and fix it. And that's the rant. Well said Leslie. Charlie. There you have it. Leslie. Yes. Where's your mom right now?
3: How is my mom?
2: Where is she and how is she? She's uh she's in a um nursing home
4: in Redford Township. Is she in one of these hubs? She is in a hub. She's in a hub. And Yes, and um, and she's suffering with some dementia. In fact, um, she called me this morning, upset, still trying to figure out why did they move her. Even though I've had this conversation with her mm-hmm. several times, because she the facility that she, her situation, she has a um, a private. She lives in a in a private in in what they call a greenhouse, which is a unique living environment. It's really nice, and they because of the eight residents in that household five of them tested positive for COVID. And I think they said three or four staff members. So they had to close that house and move her to another location on that campus. And she's very upset about it. Um, and with the dementia added to it and her own pre-existing health conditions, um, she's just really, she's just having a hard time. And, it, and now she has Another an infection that is set in that kind of makes her loopy so this is very difficult on several for me because I do have a loved one. Um, I'm in the facility I know the staff that work there I hear their concerns and their complaints. Um, I, I have a mother who I hear what she has to say and then as a daughter and the um, caretaker of someone that's now living in a hub, I have my concerns and then as a lawmaker, I have my responsibility to all the citizens of the state of Michigan. So we've got this onion here.
2: This is bullshit. Does your mother have COVID? No, she does not. So what is your mother do? A hub is supposed to be for COVID only.
4: No. So this is what a hub is. Actually, there are 19 hubs across the state of Michigan. And these nursing home facilities have or, um, long-term care facilities have said to the state of Michigan, we can isolate um, COVID positive patients and we will designate a separate designated group of professionals who will only work with that population. So they're supposed to have a very separate area that there is no cross contamination and a very um, separate individual group of um, staffers that work with them.
2: That's there's what supposed, it says there, on there's paper. There's supposed to be a whole wing, right? That's what it says on paper. Right.
4: Or okay. a designated, it doesn't say a wing. It has to um, establish a designated isolated area. That's what it says on paper. But the reality is, and what the phone calls we received, um, and not just me, but the other six representatives in the Democratic caucus who's working on this with me, we've all received some phone calls that says that just doesn't happen. Um, Senator Tice from Livingston County has said, uh, she's got a, a, facility in her area where they use a plastic, some type of plastic, um, I'm going to call it curtain for the lack of a better word to separate the COVID patients from the healthy senior section. That's would you just say? to me. That doesn't you just say right.
2: Wait, what'd you just say? That what, what the state mandated facility to separate them, they put up a fucking plastic tarp. That's, that's what you're telling me. Right? That's the report from Senator uh, Tice. Well, damn, why didn't the Chinese think of this? <laughs> had we had we figured out the old plastic tart bit, Sheriff, <laughs> we wouldn't we, we wouldn't have, have to be done. doing it.
0: <laughs> uh, these are crazy times hearing a story like that. My grandpa retired DPD, ended his life at a uh, at an extended care long ago. I know the pain. He, he had dementia. I mean, just to be on both sides, ma'am, you got to be torn in half. My heart goes out to you.
4: Yeah. I'm not torn. I'm committed. I'm highly motivated to make yeah. sure that we get this thing right. That's, that, right. that's what I am. Yeah. I am. I, I, I'm not confused at all. Um, and my opinion is shared across the state. I'm uh, not across the state, across the nation. You know, yeah. there's some over 7000 senior deaths that um, it was yeah. reported in the New York Times Jeez. article in these nursing homes. So um, I'm very. Let me say. Let me say this, Leslie. The, the d- governor get it
2: right. The New York mm-hmm. Times also says that that number is woefully inadequate because yeah. places like Michigan aren't reporting death data. Right. I told the governor this week. I don't care. You can go on the view, baby. I mean, madam. I'll call you, dude. All right, sheriff. That's brother. Just, that's just <laughs> what I do. Covers everybody. You, you could go. You could go on the TV, but we got. A health emergency here. The whole reason to shut the country down was to protect your mother, Leslie. Okay. Right. Uh,
5: Leslie, let me ask you this. This insight that you have for, you know, firsthand caring for your mom. I mean, how, how is that shaping your perspective about what should be done? I mean, if you could give the governor three directives to act on right now, what would they be? Easily. One is that we don't
4: have um, COVID positive seniors returning to nursing homes. Particularly when we know that our nursing home and long-term care facilities have been reporting to us that they're highly understaffed. The, the um, dedicated people who work there are often some of the low wage um, earners who work at several different facilities just to make a living. Um, this And if the, those facilities cannot absolutely isolate the location and separate staff, not share staff and cross contaminate, then they should not have a hub. They should not be functioning as a hub. If the state of Michigan cannot provide enough PPE for those employees, they should not have a hub. Um, uh, If we can't provide testing regularly for the staff that work there and the patients, you shouldn't have a hub. We spent about $25 million to set up TCF Center in the uh, suburban showplace in Novi to take on people who are recovering and still being treated uh, from the hospitals or far, far from long term care facilities that can't accommodate them to go there, but yet they're closing. And then when I hear feedback that they don't accommodate that population, you know, senior populations who have pre existing conditions or mobility problems, well, it's not just seniors who have mobility problems or pre existing conditions. So what were these centers set up to do? And why don't we spend the money that we're sending nursing homes to retrofit those facilities to make sure that they accommodate the population that will need to go there?
2: And why, as we speak, are they folding up tent at Kobo or what is it, TCF? I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, the big banks, whatever. You're folding up Kobo and – no Bullshit News Hour talked. That was you know built by FEMA. That's the feds. We talked to the federal government today saying that the, the state is paying rent for that field hospital and they want to diminish costs. Well, this thing has cost us everything. Yeah. Everything. This should have been... This was what we were promised these field hospitals were going to be. That was a place where the infected and the infirm and the exposed and the weakest among us could go with each other to get better. Instead, we're doing whack-a-mole where you got a guy going from nursing home to Sinai where the bodies pile up because Sinai can't handle it and back to the nursing home where he's still red hot. And then he goes back to Sinai. Then he comes back to the nursing home. How – all this gobbledygook and bullshit about tracing – we 're not tracing the ones we 're carting around i'm sorry, these are the hard questions they're coming, and if the media is slow on the uptake, go ahead watch them. It cures insomnia but it's it, this is what 's happening. happening
4: let me jump Let me jump in if I can two things um one there like I said, there are seven of us state reps who are working on this and submitted some recommendations for the governor to take on. And one of those recommendations is the report collecting and reporting that data um, to to the state. And actually for their website to be at least updated weekly. When you go to our state website and get try to get the long-term care numbers, you're right. They don't report the deaths. Um, but also it's not up to date on reporting the cases. Wow. um, And I would have to give credit. The mayor of Detroit has done a better job posting and reporting how many cases we have in the city of Detroit than what we've done just in our hubs or in nursing home, the nearly 500 um, long-term care facilities that we have in the state of Michigan. The second point is, you said something about your dad um, lost his life in a long-term care facility. You know, we can't currently physically go in. Um, to these nursing homes. And so oftentimes you'll see people standing at the window or at the door trying to wave hi or speak to their loved one. Sometimes their hearing is hard. They can't hear you through the glass window or the door or whatever. It's very difficult. So another thing that we've requested is that we have, um, what do you call this? Tele, what do you call it? The virtual Tele- <laughs>
5: Teleconferencing
4: the telehealth option where yeah, they're the able tel- to. Right. So that that um, one of the nursing care workers there can, can put you on a screen and you can see and talk to back and forth with your loved one in the nursing home. Every single one of these hubs should have it. In fact, every single nursing home and long-term care facility in the state of Michigan should have it. But can we at least start
5: with the 19 hubs across the state? that's what wow. i'm advocating for. so and why isn't among this thing? why isn't this happening? i mean, these things sound and they seem so simple. um just real short uh easy fixes. why why are they not and, and why are they not happening? and you talked about the data. we continue to see updated data on deaths that were reported earlier that were not attributed to covid and now they're coming in because they were reported by hand as opposed to digitally. why aren't these things we're in 2020? In spite of it being a pandemic, we're technologically positioned to do these things. Why aren't they happening? I think we've just overall
4: neglected our nursing homes. Um, That long-term care facility, you look at some of the data, just the city of Detroit data, and you see with Mayor Duggins through his testing and documenting and collecting data, how many people are sick, how many people have died, how many nursing homes. I think this entire community has just been forgotten about. The workers there have been forgotten about. Uh, We focus so much on hospitals, but we haven't done that with our nursing homes. And God forbid if any of us um, have to be in this place, we want to make sure that people like you and me are out there taking care of that population as well too, and they are not forgotten. Well,
2: Well, Leslie, it's a no-brainer. So why no action? Let me put it another way. I'm just going to say it, and you can tell me if it's true or not. You have to tenderfoot around Lansing. You don't want to be seen as a member of the party. And I'm not a Republican, so it's not about that. You don't want to criticize the administration, be seen as that in the middle of a big election year where we're all doing talk shows. And what we're talking about here is probably the biggest health crisis facing this state. And so it's slow going and it shouldn't be this slow. Do you agree with that? Well,
4: I, I feel like I definitely um, step. In my, in my shoes, I don't have to tenderfoot around it. I, I, I've been very um, vocal about my concern and what I'd like to see happen at these nursing homes. I haven't shied away from that. Um, there are people like Lori Pahusky um, in Livonia, who's my colleague, has not been shy about um, speaking her truth and what she's experiencing. Her mother um, is a, health, is a uh, nurse in one of these hubs. So, and I think the, the reason why it's been slow is everyone's just... Reacting, they're trying to figure out what to do, and this seemed like
6: an option.
4: I don't know why they think it's a good option to send people back into nursing homes instead of into the field hospitals and making those available, or even other facilities like a nursing home that's closed or on the process about to be closed, or a hospital. We've got hospitals that are um, shuttering around the 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 state of Michigan. Like, where can we um, help? seniors recover in dignity and, and, and not just haul them off in some little camp somewhere, but we also give them the medical care that they need compassionately and comfortably.
2: Well, I think what this That's is, exposed. And everybody's it's just closed. running
4: around reacting to it right now. And I think uh, two now months, uh,
2: two months now we're in our third month and we're running around reacting. We just garbage. Okay. This is garbage. What is exposed in Michigan Is our nursing homes and the state of the nursing homes, right? These are special interests. Many of them are owned by hedge funds. And when you get a COVID positive person, you get five grand from the feds, five grand. Exactly. So the more I can stack in here, the better my my profit margin and nobody's got PPE. It also exposes the for-profit hospitals. Remember, like DMC used to be public. Now it's private. And we've heard on this program, we've heard from the nurses, we've heard from the responders. There's no equipment, there's not enough staff. These are all very special interest organizations. We've done a shit bad job, and I would before I forget, all the very good people we know Amanda, Carrie, you know who you are uh, I need come on my Facebook page post here i need ppe i need the masks and i need the gloves and i will personally personally take them around to all the hubs and all the nursing homes and get the staff the stuff they need because we do know leslie that a lot of them don't even have proper gloves true
4: thank you right right i had one um a nurse and um an assistant say that they have to at one point they were taking off their PPE and they had to spray it with the bleach solution put it in a paper bag and reuse it the next day and all they wanted was every time I come into work can I get fresh new PPE and that's what those hubs are supposed to be able to provide you shouldn't have to recycle your wares like that's done here's the new PPE for the day at least for the day
2: thank you how come Cuomo did that it's not hard it's not hard, but what we did do, now get ready to cue it up, uh, Feli. Yep. What we did do this week, the big news, because this is easy news, it's interesting, but it's easy, was, you know, old whistling uh, Carl, the barber, Carl Mankey, up there in Owasso, thumbed his nose at the governor and got himself in a shitload of trouble. The courts upheld the fact that he'd open up his barbershop. He's being sophisticated. He's got ultraviolet cleaning materials (laughs) right for his scissors and everything he's got social distancing he's wearing a mask and he's complaining how come the big boys get to open up those with the big pockets like you know chrysler and gm and i don't get to so we put a little montage together about old whistling carl you want to play that belly
5: these executive orders have the force of law and we expect people to uh, abide by them
2: Mankey's. Carl Mankey's
7: barber and beauty shop in Owasso is back open, disregarding the executive order to stay closed. I'm not trying to be a scuffle. I'm trying to make a living. I went to my knees. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do, I could not do another 15 days. So Monday morning, with mask and hand sanitizer on deck, he started welcoming customers back. I have to make a living, you know. I,
1: I know it's a misdemeanor, but it's an expensive misdemeanor. But I'm willing to take the risk and, you know, I'll, I'll do what I have to do in order to, to stay open
5: these executive orders are not a suggestion they're not optional they're not helpful hints this is an order
7: i just want to know about the the health protection order today what what is that what does that mean what did they tell you i know that you know, an awful lot of this stuff is politically
1: driven i mean that's my assumption and i, I think I, I don't think i'm too far off on this you're going to do what i tell you to do and well, she's not my mother.
5: Carl Mankey's attorney says the AG's office filed a complaint with the Shiawassee County Circuit Court asking for Mankey's business to be shut down. The judge, however, denied that request. Certain businesses are favored, they can open. Other businesses are unfavored,
2: they stay shut. And their businesses get destroyed.
1: Owasso barber Carl
3: Mankey's license suspended tonight. I'll go out of here and handcuffs, her if Jesus comes, I'm, I'm just not going to uh, kowtow to uh, oppressive administration.
2: So I got a question for you, Sheriff Chris. Is, is is Owasso in Genesee County? It is not. It's my neighbor. It's yeah. your neighbor. So That's you're the neighbor. Genesee County Sheriff. Are you going to be enforcing <laughs> right. these do not open order? What what are you guys? Are you gonna Are you gonna stand yeah. down like? Well, let me answer that question first. Um, you know, people have to
0: talk about the Constitution in its entirety, and that's the separation of powers. And the sheriff is the executive branch of that separation. We enforce laws with discretion. Remember that. The judicial branch determines if whatever we're enforcing, made by the legislatures like Ms. Love, is what they wrote constitutional. It is dangerous for police officers to determine what's right and what's wrong. Otherwise, I can look at Lafayette and say, You know, by the order of the sheriff, I don't agree with the speed limit. Go as fast as you want. I can't do that. But what I can do is say, I'm not going to park cars there and pull over. Everybody's going to want over. So I tell this to my people in Genesee County because I have seen people and I've seen people on the nursing side. We're going to talk about that. The business side, they're dying. We have not raided a business. We have not shut a business down. We're not pulling people over. We're not writing tickets and don't expect us to do it.
2: Wow. That's some news. I, I, I got to agree. I, look, here's the thing with people, Facebook and all that. I'm this, talking to the sheriff's office, right? just us. I'm saying this sheriff. Yeah. I'm talking to the regular yeah. people out there now. Right. Uh, I, I don't want to be a partisan. I'm not like the Trump guy or the Biden guy right. or like right. Whitmer's right. evil or I love Whitmer to death. Right. I'm a citizen. I'm going to abide by what we're trying to do. Right. I'm going to. That's a third way. There's not just, I'm not doing the evil bullshit. Right. What I'm expecting is to do your mandated job first. Before you're going after the barber, Leslie, get the nursing homes in order. Sheriff, get the jails in order and get the prisons in order because that's the majority of all of this. Mm -hmm. Is that too much? No, I mean, just what what Representative Love is saying is you have a population, even
0: before the pandemic, I can tell you this. It was my grandfather that died years ago in a housing facility that it smelled like urine. You had people that were never visited because in our culture, you know, Western civilization, we put old people on a shelf. Call me when they're dead. I'll take their money and fight my friends and family over it. Put somebody who's an addict in the corner let me know and, and don't, let them don't bother me but if they need something go call someone else. we do that to the mentally ill this is no different people are thinking right now that why are we have why are we forget about the old people we've always forgotten about the old people mm. I mean I own an assisted living I've seen that we go to calls we do investigations where people are left on couches to rot by their family members they get ripped off they work 30 40 years and their families steal from them. So why is it any different? We live in a, in a society that doesn't lift and esteem our elderly up. And we need to. But to your point, when it, when it comes to the health issue, when it comes to the business issue, or the social justice issue, or the pure mental health and wellness of our own citizens that are not ill, that's the responsibility of the community. Meaning governors and legislatures and judges and sheriffs and police officers across the
2: state. That's the government. Leslie, gotta I got gi- to prioritize. Leslie, I give you the last word on this.
4: yeah. I just want us to remember that there are some scenarios where people, families have no choice but to put their loved one in That's a nursing right. home. And there are dedicated <coughs> staff members who work there medical professionals, nurses, and doctors. But in the situation of hubs that have been created here in the state of Michigan, it is not, in my belief, and a belief of a lot of professionals across the state, including the director, the executive director of AARP. Um, that we want to make sure that we take care of our sick and well seniors wherever they reside. And through this pandemic and beyond, this has definitely shed a huge light on what's happening in nursing homes. And there's a lot of work that we need to continue to do. And I'm committed as well as my colleagues to work with the governor on that, to see this thing through and to get it right.
5: But what happens now, Leslie? I mean, I understand, applaud your commitment, and I understand that politics is a lot of process. But what happens now? Because everybody, including your mom, other seniors are waiting for something to happen. What's next? I I thought it was interesting that the governor
4: extended this May 20th. And so what I Mm -hmm. hope she's doing in that time is, um, is working with professionals and taking our recommendations and reconsidering, Um, Another option to serve this community and and make some better choices. So um, and maybe that gives her the window of time to do that. And so we're we're watching very carefully. Um, I've requested another meeting to have with her to make sure we know what's the progress on this because we don't want
5: the headline to be thousands died in the nursing home hubs. So let's make sure we get it right. Well, we certainly keep your mom in prayer, Leslie. We certainly, you know, give you the support that you need to make this help make this happen. But our prayer is for your mom as well.
4: Thank you.
0: Thank I got you. a question for the representative. Representative Love. What, also, awesome this is faith. your show now? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> no, no, so I, this I, guy. I asked permission. This I said
2: permission. <laughs> you gave me the nod. <laughs> Why don't you go arrest somebody? shine guy. We well, come always, on uh, now.
0: We can always All mute him. Right, go ahead. go on. on. I just want to know, Ms. Love, do you think your voice is going to be heard with your colleagues? Do you feel confident that they're going to hear from the caucus that you put together to address this,
4: or are you still hopeful thinking? Um, uh, you know what? I want to be optimistic. Um, I yeah. had a uh, we had a conversation where they our initial um, recommendations right. were all actionable. It seemed uh, something that they could put into place. And to see this press release that that the uh, governor just said she was going to extend it to the twentieth. Today is the fifteenth. So, this, and I want to believe she is working on nice, that right nice. now. I think this is a governor who wants to get it right. Um, she right. she has good reason to want that to, to go very well for us.
2: So, and let me go on the record here. I agree too. I don't think there's uh, bad blood, bad feelings about the governor and not going to do things that are hey. important to us because she's going to tell you, I'm not changing. I agree. This is how America works. You're loud Sorry. enough. This is what we want. They address it. Here is respect. I'll give her respect. Yeah. If, you know, change this and fix it. Absolutely. Okay. okay. If you want to hang out, Leslie, please do. Cause we're going to talk about the jails now, which aren't fixed, but Genesee County is working. Now, before I just give you a word from our sponsors, real simple, Sheriff Chris Swanson, Democrat, Genesee County, sure. Sheriff. How many COVID cases currently do you have in the Genesee County Jail? We
0: have zero, and we've had zero, inmate COVID cases from the beginning of this pandemic. Zero. And how many zero. amongst staff? We had three in the jail, which included one uh, vendor. Uh, they, um, three of those were symptomatic. Three, just keep it simple. Three. Three on the outside. And uh myself included, but I had no symptoms. I probably had it in February, but I tested positive for the antibody, but I never took a time off because before I even knew it.
2: So it how many passed. are so how many so are less positive than ten, now?
0: less than ten out of two hundred and seventy-three employees. We're gonna to get
2: to this. You don't gotta okay, do just a tell symbol. <laughs> God, he's trying to jam <laughs> all in there, man. Christ. Zero. So, and how many currently staff are hot with COVID? Uh, we only have one out. Wow. We'll get wow. That's like that's that's, ladies and gentlemen. Genesee County's like Flint, you know, it and you is, know about the little sister. How the hell? <laughs> Ours is a freaking mess. We're putting COVID dudes on buses. We'll get back to it. But let me let me tell you about um, ADR consultants. You're getting back to work. It's opening up. You're into construction. You don't know what to do how to get visual inspections done, how to get your crews working safely, how to be in full compliance with the ever-changing executive orders. Don't lie down, get things done legally and with full respect for those measures. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. Get the job done right, on time, on budget. Call Barry Ellentuck, I'm telling you, people have and they're healthy. 248-318-9424, 248-318-9424, Honest, Ethical, Smart, ADR Consultants. Get back to work. And let's never forget, Hall Financial. David Hall and the people of Hall Financial care about the community. That's why the team in Hall Financial is working from home around the clock because they're not allowed to go back to the office yet. To help people save money by refinancing, it's a great time to look at your options. The rates are historically low. If you have not refinanced in the last year, Hall Financial can help. Now's your time to lower your monthly payments. Keep some extra money in your pocket. We're gonna need it, folks, as we go through these turbulent times that are probably a little farther out than you think. By refinancing, you can probably skip up to two payments. That's deep. So why not see if you can save some money or cut your term? If you're worried about the coronavirus, don't. Homes can be appraised without someone stepping foot inside your house. Whole financial service, the fastest in the business, that's why they have nearly 1,500 five-star reviews from Michigan homeowners. Go to our webpage and click on the logo to get started or call 248 308 All financial, lower payments, better options, more personal attention, NMLS number 1467435. I'm getting good at those, Karen.
5: I see. And you can't yell at the police. You're exercising white privilege. <laughs> you can't, don't do that.
2: Uh-huh. Well, I was, Who's yelling at, wait, th- wait.
5: You were yelling at Chris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen here now. I yell at the man when I want to yell at the man. That's everybody's privilege in America. That's the one thing that makes us awesome. We, won't we might not that be free, but we think we are.
5: We won't have that conversation, out <laughs>
2: <laughs> Right.
5: Yeah, right, Leslie. You and me, Karen, we show up to the Capitol with our long guns on and some mean mugging. Exactly. Kind of hey, they will they will not post for a picture with me if I'm carrying an automatic Ooh. rifle and yelling in his face. Oh, we should it. do
2: that. Karen, we should send you up to the Capitol, strap. Okay. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: so you're gonna come get me out of jail? <laughs> no. No.
2: Please don't. It's totally hey sheriff, it's totally legal. It's legal. Yeah, man.
0: Second amendment.
5: Legal, yep. legalities have nothing to do with realities. so anyway I listen.
0: didn't say that, the host asked me if it was legal <laughs> I'm not a host
2: I'm a journalist <laughs> but definitely not the media I'm actually a reporter you want to no know difference between a journalist and a reporter I'm about to hear I'll give you two ways a journalist can type without looking um. a reporter drinks in public with the public a journalist drinks in private with the public officials. Got it. That's oh, makes sense. a reporter. Definitely. The people. I love it. That's just why we're here. Now, look. Wayne, what, what are you doing on the show? What are, you, what are you doing on the show here? You're
0: like a legend, bro. You speak for the people. We've heard about you. I got my man, Kevin Sprague over here. He's an avid follower. I grew up in jail. I grew up in, uh, in an urban environment. And uh, I hear the need of the people. And so we shot you a message and said, hey, this is what we do. Are you interested? I got great friends. Uh, you talk about the sheriff, Napoleon. When we had the water crisis, which I lived through and in uh, 2016, unannounced, no media, no nothing. That sheriff drove up with his posse, a truckload of water, and took it to our inmates. I've never forgotten that. So uh, I'm coming here because I want people to hear from a different type. Because people don't trust government. They don't trust federal government, state government. They don't trust. And, and now that we're part of it, just like Representative Love said, I, I'm going to be passionate about what I believe in. I'm going to do it right, which is the reason why we take platforms like this. We're not going to be perfect. But if we check somebody in a position of leadership, that doesn't mean that we hate them or they're or there never should be there again. It just listen to the people.
2: So this is why I'm here. Well, I that's also to hear what I have to say your man wrote me and he buttered my ass. He played in ah, my van and he, and he goes, we, we listen to the show and we, we heard what you said that's and right. we made some changes based on that's what you right. were reporting. Such as what? How we run our operation, how we run our jail, how
0: we take care of our nursing homes, how we take care of our addicted, how we take care of the vulnerable, the mentally ill, the homeless. Since I did something crazy. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Is the last time I got yelled at for speaking, so what's my timeline here? Now you can
2: go. It's your, it's your <laughs> segment now.
0: When this thing broke, it was an easy rollout because I saw where we dropped the ball during the water crisis. Now, you're talking a city that had poison water. And from the well, 2015 all the way to 2016, government was slow to react, and we never caught up. We're still paying the price. So people right out of the gate knew that if there's a problem, they can't trust – what his history has already shown. So we need to get ahead of it. And that's what we did. And one of the things that I thought I thought was right out of the gate the best is we treated and we've always treated our inmate population, the sons and daughters, moms and dads of people with the same type of protections, the same type of isolation, the same type of information sharing as we would with my own family. And when you do that and you care custody control of inmates and a lot of luck and a lot of good people, a lot of protocols, you have zero cases.
2: Here's what I got because I'm talking to my minister friends up there, the the minister friends of mine up there, you know, uh, keeping an eye on you, giving you some high marks. So, you know, the problems in Wayne County. That's interesting. Really? Yes. Half the deputies in Wayne County caught this. Right. The the two doctors are dead. The commander of the facility is dead. The, The ranking corporal is dead. We sent we sent. Nearly a 1,000 people on the bus is out there without any testing. So TikTok, do you test the inmates? Yes and no. Okay, TikTok. We don't, we don't
0: test every employee, but we do sample testing because of the availability of inmates. Mm-hmm. So we don't say, well, we're going to test this non-felon, and we're going to test this white man, and we're going to test this black. We do a random Yahtzee test, and we see a sample. We have a self-quarantine And what we found is people are not testing positive. The quarantine quarantine works, so they go before they go to the floor, they've already been prepped through. We eliminated the amount of people that come in the front door, and you had to jump on it. And that's what we did. The first week of March, we were on it. Excellent. And and as as the more it rolled, the more aggressive we got.
2: Number two, do you clean that facility? Oh my gosh,
0: it's like a bleach factory. And, And I actually brought in, you talk about my brothers up there. I brought in a brother preacher, Derek Aldridge he has the right and he knows this at any time he texts me right now he says hey i'm outside let me come in come on in he tells me what floor he wants to go to he has full range oh, so open outside book. people open book an open book the so, inmates yeah the inmates clean their cells twice a day by themselves they do a great job they just don't spray we have a wrecking crew of deputies that go from one floor to the top and then they start over again washing on all the services. Every you day. each Bluetooth every day, seven days a week. Okay. We have a single point of entry. Everybody's masked up. Nobody comes in the jail. My temperature. Son Everybody in and out. Is there a questionnaire in the beginning there when you walk? In the beginning, yeah, but it was stupid because it's the right. same question. Yeah. So. And, and people are smart. Okay,
2: okay, okay. Wow. Before. So the, the very, do your showers work? 100%. Okay. Um, when your, your facility is about half the size of Wayne County's. He's right. like the little brother, right? We have 400. They have 800 right now. Right, You put about half of your people out on tether. Did you test right. them temperature at least before 400%. you put them? 100%. Everybody's you, oh, tested. you tested them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We screen them before they Whoa, go wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. So,
0: wow. Huh. That sounds... So what happens
5: if they test positive before well, they are released? Then we don't test,
0: that's a great question. What we do is we test for symptoms because as a medical professional, myself included we see symptoms as the, the true test of should they need further follow-up. So we had people going out on tether that we tested. We had one particular case. He had 103 fever. Instead of just kicking him out on the curb on tether to go and infect his family and everything else, we had him self-quarantined. We tested him with a nasal swab, which is the molecular test. Mm-hmm. He came back negative. But we kept him there, locked him down in tether so he wouldn't spread it all over the
2: place. Mm-hmm. So- and when you lock people, when you put people out on tether. Mm-hmm. Do you require them to be at home? Do you tether yes, everybody? We, that
0: cat we did because we don't want him going all over the place. We don't want him to go to McDonald's and Burger King. And all. You stay where you are until your test comes back.
2: But you know what? The the lockdown and this and this self, whatever it's called, sheltering. Are they required yeah. on the on the condition of that tether to Every stay case at is home? different
0: because okay. we have people that are on tether that still go to mandatory work. I mean, they okay. have essential positions. So everybody that's on tether, and you're right, we have doubled almost tripled our tether numbers because it's just a way because you know the Michigan Supreme Court said we want all these people out of jails and hmm. prisons so they're pushing them out but you still have to make sure those people aren't going out there and just infecting the city
2: so the that county. that's the procedure and that's what we did this is for you and Leslie then Leslie Chris you seem competent you seem independent and you're committed to doing your work for us not for the party if I can come up with the third way, a new party, would you consider leaving your party to, are you like part of the machine or are you part of the people? Do you want to join my new party? <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer that, but I'll give respect to
4: Ms. Love. Thank you. You know, um, I'm Leslie Love. I'm a human. I'm a woman. I'm black. I'm a Detroiter. I'm American and I will be all of those things when I am turned out of the legislature on December 31st of this year. And so the work that I do with the title and the work that I do without the title, the one title that I always carry no matter where I go is that I am the daughter of Francis and Norman Gladden and the child of God. And so I walk (laughs) in that truth no matter what title I carry after Mm -hmm. my name. So um, what I'm doing is always about the people, it's always about being true to my own integrity and, and, and morals. And I'm seeing the comments because I got you on another, on my phone um, live. And I want everybody that's watching this, if you had to put your loved one in a nursing home, never allow anybody to family shame you. That's right. We all have to do, right. make the choices that we have to make for our right. individual reasons. And we know what those are. And you don't ever have to justify or argue about that with anyone else. So just know that.
2: And anybody and doing um, that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but anybody doing that, come on. They sir, exist sir. for a reason. Not everything is as you want it to be. What we can agree on is they should be healthy places that, right. are yeah. that are nourishing and that our elderly are treated with respect. Don't, don't do that. That's right. I, I, don't, I don't need any followers or viewers like that. I mean, I'm hoping that you'll look inside and know that we can do better. And then that shame in somebody is not helpful. It's not even honest. Can I answer? You what's
5: know the name of your party, Charlie? That, that's probably, you know, what, what's the name?
2: The pity party.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. That's good. I, the I tell pity you this, party. I, uh,
4: that's good. That, that's. What can you say?
0: I uh, I appreciate Representative Love saying that because um, when you
2: never forget your base, then wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, a minute, wait, a minute wait time. Her name's Leslie, and you're doing the bass and all that. Come on, let let,
3: let it lose. I know. I don't want to. I want to give
0: respect. Are you kidding me? I'm giving respect. Come on, brother. Just let it lose. It's it's family. Okay. May I call you Leslie? Yes,
4: please. Okay, good. See, now I
0: got permission. (laughs) So listen to this. She sees that her name and the family that poured their life into her means more than any title or any Mm -hmm. machine. And I want you to know that uh, I will never apologize for biblical truth, constitutional truth, or the truth. And if my decisions are ever based on trying to keep what I've got instead of doing what I need to do, then I'm done. I'll go sell nails at Home Depot. And I've always been that way. I'm 27 years on the job. Uh, I'm the youngest of four. My dad was Detroit cop. His dad was Detroit cop. I never have to apologize for doing right. And if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. And when you talk about the party, I have studied and watched history. I love history. I'm a JFK Democrat. I'm one who looks out for those that have lost and fallen through the cracks. I take care of people who don't look like me, think like me, believe like me, live like me. I believe in dignity and rights. I believe in respect. And I'm a white man. I believe in business. I'm a diehard laborer. I'm still in the union. I've been in the union since I was 20. I'm the person that I want for people when they look at government, they say, listen, that person let me down, that company, but that guy can believe in him. You may not agree with everything I believe in, but they can trust me.
2: You're a white man? What's Swanson? What is that? What's the hair? That's
0: Swedish, baby.
2: Well, how do you got that tan like that, dude? What is that? I mean, you got, you got That's a tan. A HIPAA violation, man. You got, you got a tan in there. and he's wearing pink, man. The man listen, is bold. Listen. Bold Charlie, man wearing pink. Charlie, this guy lives on Wall Street.
5: You've been sounding jealous since this show started. That's it, right?
0: man. I need to get him a Swanson yeah. makeover. I kind of am. You know, what I mean, he's yeah. got it going on. I got a little gel tube that I put on every morning. And I want you to answer this. This is always a question because you asked it to me. Like, where do you get your haircut? First, floor booking. A thousand two South Saginaw Street. Deputy Menard. Deputy Hunter. Is he all my the whole business?
2: By,
0: for the deputies, yeah.
2: Oh, for the deputies. For the deputies. You're not allowed to do that, bro. No, in the jail, bro. But you're not allowed to do that. It's you just a social what? distance. We have masks. One Well, so did the guy in the wasto.
0: I'm just telling you, that's why I get my hair oh, I'm cut. so Deputy confused.
2: <laughs> and look at that high and tight, man. <laughs> Show us your oxygen tank. <laughs> it's, it's a thing now. You know, like all the ladies out there. You know.
0: Are you married? 26 years to a chick I met in jail. Oh. Who is in jail? Boom. <laughs> what, what did she do? Who was in jail? You or her? This, shit, listen, man, this is a great lead in. So I usually let that simmer a little bit. But uh, I was 20 years old when I got hired in the jail. And that was on June 2nd, my anniversary is next week. And I met her June 4th. She was a social worker. And uh, she's, she's a little older than me. She's a cougar. She took advantage of my innocence. <laughs> I told her three weeks later that I want to date her. Nine months later, I was going to marry her. And I got married 26 years ago this July. Congratulations. What's
5: the age difference,
0: Chris? Oh, she's going to kill me. But listen, if you knew my wife was 52 and she was 32. Yeah. Wait, Boom. You're Look 32 at this. and
5: she's 52?
0: No, 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 no. Just Hold answer on. the question, Sheriff. <laughs> there she is right there. Whoa.
2: Oh God! Look at oh, that. God, this pretty... How, what's the you age? Got any... She's fifty-two. God, I love you, Jamie. Do you have she's any... I'm Do you have any? Do you have any topless photos of her? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to buy oh, some? <laughs> oh my God! Oh, I know it's the oldest one in the books. Now, um, a... Leslie, your last name is Love. How's your love life? Oh, my God! Wait, what <laughs> See, you were laughing, Leslie. Now <laughs> it's at you. Leslie, this is the most listened to news hour in the state of Michigan. So let I me mean, take advantage. Come on, Leslie, love.
4: I'm, I'm self-quarantining.
2: Oh! <laughs> Come on, fellas. You got a, you got a professional that's available. If you're, if, you're, uh, if you're a decent man, handsome would be better. Nice job. You're clean. God-fearing. Clean. Well, clean. yes, clean. Like your nails clean are clean. clean. Your hair is cut. <laughs>
5: You know, just send me a message. Wait, or I got to no. ask, ask another question because I had a conversation. I have an issue with the governor calling Dr. Khaldun Dr. J. I do. I think she's an MD. She. I don't like that whole girlfriend thing. How would you feel or what would be your take if you were approached and called LL? On camera or like? Like in this yeah. kind of conversation. Like you, were in, like you were in, well, in this, this in a, conversation has no rules or boundaries. No, I'm talking about if you were being really introduced, shows. you know, as, you know, state rep LL, like what is yeah. that for me? You know, I just, I'm not good with that. And a couple of people say, Karen, that's not a big deal. Yeah, it is because this lady's an MD. She's the chief medical officer leading this charge in the state of Michigan as a woman, as a, as an African-American woman, don't do the girlfriend Oprah thing, introduce her yeah. as Dr. Cal Doon. I That's
6: it.
5: just my take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. there's only one I think Dr. T.
4: When we work together, actually, in this crisis, um, you spend a lot of time with your um, colleagues and you work on this, and it gets really casual because that's what we, how we would talk to each other and that's when fine. the cameras are not rolling. And sometimes but you might not have that hard. presence
2: of mind. But she's not. Karen's not even trying to listen. She's like, she, you know, I am listening, you're, and, you're, and I understand. You're right, that. Karen. It's outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Cover I've known her.
5: Leslie. I've known Leslie for years. I'll call her Leslie. But if I'm introducing her, I'm right going to introduce her. You know, if I—I right I, I mean, is it Sheriff Swanson? Is it State Rep Leslie? I mean, that's something that they deserve. Don't yeah. do that, girlfriend. I don't like that. I just don't like it. So
2: anyway, I mean, because well, I think well, it's too me, much. To be let me let me ask Doctor Caldun to get your shit together and get this death data going. That Why did it take a month to, to, to so turn the water ready, back on? Come on, I don't. I'm more interested in results. Yes. And I need to ask you, Sheriff, and uh, Representative. The governor wrote back to a mother and said, you know, they're complaining about the conditions in the Wayne County Jail. The governor says, I have no jurisdiction over them. That would be nonsense, wouldn't it, Sheriff, and Representative? We are, yeah, MDLC. Are you kidding me? Michigan Department of Corrections. So, Governor, you're caught out on that one. Please. Look, if you need to appoint a master of the jails, Look at some results here. Uh, now, you know we, what? All the stuff we you just got inspected two weeks ago. And? Full compliance, <laughs> baby. That was a setup. That means, if I can guess, yep. you can transfer your convicted inmates. We
0: just did 12 case. today. 12 today. We have five more to go next week. Oh, that's a death sentence.
2: They, they want to stay in the county, can, man. No, they man. They to want to bounce. To. Yeah. No, they don't want to go to state
0: penitentiary. Listen, I talk to them every week. They're like, when can we get out of here? And I tell them, I said, listen, you don't want to go if you, if you can keep here. You got no cases going to some cases, but yeah. Okay, so
2: point, point, here's what we're going to do now. I'm going to introduce the next segment, but I want to encapsulate this. Madam Love, we need to address the nursing homes. Give your, give your closing statement real tight. We need to address these.
4: Um. Thank you, Charlie. So um, as we move forward, I'm interested in working with the governor, the departments, whoever will come to the table to make sure that we keep our um, seniors who live in long-term nursing facilities, those who are there, currently trying to heal um, into a situation where there's healing happening and then we protect our current citizens and residents in those um, long-term nursing care centers. Um, Several of us legislators have come together to recommend several reasonable, responsible, changes to what's happening what what the uh executive order asked to do to make sure we secure that and we just ask like what you're doing charlie to say hey i mm-hmm. got ppe if someone's going to donate ppe to you to send them over to the um, those hubs um yep, yep. that's helpful making sure that the telemedicine piece is there making sure that um the testing happens and the data reporting and also that there are complaints um if you live there if you work there if you um um have any contact and you have a complaint or concern, there should be easy access to report those um facilities or those violations so that okay, they can respond and correct.
2: Give them your so office a lot number. Of work. Hmm? G- give your office number to the public. So if they they you know how it is. We can't manage the bureaucracy. Nobody's listening. Right. G- give your office right. number. Go ahead.
4: My office number is five one seven three seven three zero eight five seven. That's 517 373 0857.
2: And thank you. Now, I want you to stay and listen to. We have a special piece from Oakland, California, our sister city. Uh, before we do, Sheriff Swanee, the importance of getting these jails right in this state,
0: if, if yeah. you would. Don't ever forget that everybody deserves dignity, everybody deserves respect. And when you lose that because they're quote inmates or they're elderly, or they're an addict, or they have mental illness, or the homeless, that's when civilization breaks down. Just because it didn't happen to you, because you grew up in an environment that you had all these protections, doesn't mean that it can't happen to you tomorrow. And when you talk about the inmate population, those that drive by a jail every day and talk about those people don't realize that those people could be their people tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so when you take care of them by care, custody, control, you do your job, they have a consequence to pay, we're not judge and jury, people will respect that. And when you come from a, a community like I do, and you have the water crisis, as I said, that already has a, uh, a jaded picture of government, that's why I talk all the time. I let people know they come to the jail, and I communicate with the inmates as though they're everybody else, and they have issues to deal with, but they still deserve that respect. And that's why we have what we have.
2: And not everybody in jail is guilty. Mm-hmm. Right. And majority either- of them are, though. Yeah, they are. They sure the fuck are, boy. Yeah. Real guilty. I can't say that we put innocent people. But in then jail. I remind everybody's an American. Yeah. If you have if you right. hold your First Amendment rights dear, yeah. your Second Amendment yeah. rights. There's yeah. also the Eighth Amendment and the 14 cruel and unusual and equal protection. Yeah. You gotta love all yeah. of the law. That's right. Okay. You gotta take it all.
0: I know this is a little segue into coming back, because I believe in my heart I'll be back. I want to let you know about an inmate education program we're rolling out that is going to change the history of sheriff's jails across the country.
2: We're going to do that another Our time members. when I you're know, going to let, put it out there. You're going to let me spend a night in the can, Genesee County jail. Dude, we're going to hang, brother. No, I want to I'd let's spend it. Let's go. Evening. You're logging in yeah. for the evening. That's it.
0: I can bring right my there. recorder in there. Well, say, I'm telling you, full transparency. This is the new generation of government right here, brother. Okay, see. Remember that's the this. No, Muslim That's right. News I'm not the machine. I'm the okay. people's guardian. What are gonna,
5: what are the charges <laughs> to put your <Charlie>? pokery?
0: <laughs> what, what's that? You ever seen that? It was one time. What, uh, what comedy show was that? You know, naked gun. Wasn't it flashing blind people?
2: <laughs> I don't <know>. Okay. <clears throat> um, ladies and gentlemen, i called a very talented uh, journalist reporter in Oakland, California, Brian Kranz. The guy can write, he can film, he can photograph. He makes beautiful audio pieces. I sent him a Coney kit and I said, please feed the homeless and report back to us. So the listeners of No Bullshit News Hour now get an idea of what's going on in another part of the country. Cause as you know, we have correspondents in Texas and DC and New York. Mm. We have them all over. Oakland, and uh, I used to live in Oakland. There's no city closer than Oakland, California to Detroit, Michigan. And having said that, let's just let this roll.
7: No bullshit. First thing I did was wash my hands. Then I opened up what arrived in the mail. The American Coney Island kit. All wrapped up in plastic. Next, I had to put on the hat. That made it official, so I could get into assembling some dogs. I started with the onions. Then I fired up a grill pan to get the natural casing nice and crispy. And put my own special touch on the chili. Okay, now I know it says to add a cup of water to the chili, but I'm gonna cheat I mean, I got some homemade broth that I made last week. I give that a little extra. A little extra. Then it was tinfoil. Bun, dog, chili, onion, and finally mustard. (laughs) Repeated that 11 more times. Packed them all back into their box and loaded them into my car. Turn the heated seat on, keep them dogs warm. I knew where I was going because it's where most people in Oakland would like to be. At the Coliseum, watching an A's game. While there aren't any sports fans around, there are still plenty of people at the Coliseum who could use a lot more than just a hot dog. The city has recently opened a site for people living in RVs nearby, calling it Operation Homebase.
5: It's a COVID-19 isolation trailer program. It will use 67 trailers donated by the state to bring homeless and vulnerable people into isolation in East Oakland, so they avoid contracting... But
7: those dozens of trailers don't do much for the rest of the more than 28,000 people experiencing homelessness in the Bay Area many living in conditions the United Nations has called a human rights violation.
3: You know, I was going for like two years, came back out here, and it just was horrible. It's gotten really, 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 really bad homelessness, so.
7: That includes Danielle, who lives with her boyfriend in an orange tent next to a concrete staircase that typically ushers A's fans into the Coliseum. Danielle's from Oakland, born and raised. Right now, her four kids are staying with her mom, nearly 70 miles away in Stockton. She's looking forward to seeing them again soon.
3: You know. As soon as the quarantine is lifted, you know, my mom was like, I love you, but you come to my door, I'm not opening the door. (laughs) Because, you know, the kids... I think my mom would say that to me. Yeah, and I I told her, and she protecting my kids, you know know what I mean? And I I would hate, you know, to be the one, you know, to bring that to them, you know. I I don't think I would, you know what I mean? But you can never be too careful, you know what I mean?
7: Danielle and her boyfriend have been homeless since last July. They couldn't get into the city's new RV park nearby because they don't have an RV. But they're trying to get something.
3: For like a tough shed, you know, it's like a big shed and and you can just live in those until you're able to, uh, you know, get your apartment or something.
7: Right now, Danielle is hoping for something, anything, like a stimulus check, even though she and her boyfriend haven't had much luck with work in the past.
3: He got hurt at work. It's just been a long, you know, it's been like a domino effect thing. But I mean, everything happens for a reason. Just, you know, just makes me stronger, strive to be better and know I'm not going to be homeless no more after this. <laughs> This is the last time.
7: Danielle was happy to take four Coney dogs, two for her and two for her boyfriend, and went back into her tent. I barely made it two blocks when right past the Coliseum BART station, I made eye contact with a man sitting on a pile of his belongings on the sidewalk. He gestured like he was bringing a spoon to his mouth, the universal sign of hunger. I pulled over behind a row of RVs and a dozen tents, directly below the BART tracks. I do have food. Soon, a young man in black-rimmed glasses using a blue T-shirt as a face mask approached me, ready to help.
1: Oh, they call me badass. Badass? But you can call me Bart for short. All right, cool. So what we got got here is these were sent
7: to me today from American Coney Island. So if anyone's ever been to Detroit, they're going to recognize these hot dogs. And my assignment was to literally just go feed some people. Okay. So I'm
1: glad you're with me. I can help you with that job, you know. I'm always <laughs> feeding people every day. You know what I'm saying? It's a priority to me. My people need some help out here, you feel me? Even though these bad times going on with the little uh uh the little what's that? COVID-19? COVID-19. COVID-19, yeah. COVID-19 you know. These people need help out here, though. You know?
7: Bart quickly took the remaining eight hot dogs and distributed them to the people there: a young woman who was drying out her wet hair, two guys working on a car, and this man who was proud of how his campmates were handling the pandemic.
1: People, and nobody here sick. And nobody here got, the, got the virus. This here been a free zone, and uh, we like it like that. So this one of safe place to be, right here.
7: But no one can really be so sure because there aren't enough tests yet. We need tests, a vaccine, and a lot more help. From anyone.
1: No matter what, I don't care how much Donald Trump out there, you feel me, giving out all the money. But some of these people don't know how to do that to get the money that he's giving out. You know? Some of these people need that type of help.
7: I couldn't help them with navigating the federal government's bureaucracy, but I did have some hot dogs, and people seemed happy about that.
1: A dog just to eat on, you feel me? Some people need this stuff.
7: There aren't many people who would turn down a hot dog on a warm May evening, especially that close to the ballpark, even if it's much quieter now. Like Detroit, Oakland has a tough, gritty, survivalist spirit forged through generations of hard labor that would eventually be priced out of their own homes. Sheltering at home, after all, is even more difficult when you don't have a home and leadership that's slow to come to your aid. Still... To get through all this together, we're going to need a lot more Coney dogs. Reporting for the No Bullshit News Hour, this is Brian Krantz in Oakland, California.
5: That was a good piece, Charlie.
2: He's a talented man. He's a talented man. Uh, Before we go, Swanee, I want to get you a dog. You're the first person with a badge or with a. Stethoscope scope. come try. <laughs> you, you and your boys, I'd li- like to get yeah. your dog. That's on thank, <laughs> um, thank you. Leslie, thank you so much for your service and for being here. And prayers to your mom, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you. And before we go, thanks, Bell Hour. Thanks, Joey. Before we go, I'd like to remind you what, what former about vice me? president. I'm, I'm going to get to that girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about me? I love you, Karen.
5: I love you too, Charlie. So
2: much. So much. Show everybody that thing I wrote to you again.
5: Yeah. Yes, I have it on my wall.
2: Yeah, it right what, what, is it, what does it say?
5: It says, Kay, I am happy to be your friend, Charlie. Oh.
2: It's See, even more I than that. A friend? I adore you. You, <laughs> you know one.
5: that.
2: I, I really respect you and I adore you.
5: <laughs> Thank you. God, Leslie. Oh, yeah, I have one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just want to no,
5: Charlie has a friend. Oh, Charlie, you know, Charlie's got tons of them. But go ahead, Charlie. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm disturbing your group. No, that was
2: fun. That was, I just wanted to remind everybody before we go, what former Vice President Hubert H. Humphrey once said that the moral test of government is how that government treats those who are in the dawn of life. The children, those who are in the twilight of life, the elderly, those who are in the shadows of life, the sick. The needy and the handicap. Remember that, and we'll be all right. Wow! And remember, try to love one another. Thank you both for being here. We'll talk to you next week.
3: See you.
6: If I'd be down till quarter to three Would you lock the door? Will you still need me? Will you still feed me?